been talking about certain qualities and characteristics of God and of Christ that can make a real difference in our lives. Today, I want to I want to uh, talk to you about something that may seem a little strange at first, but I want to talk to you about the hands of Jesus, the hands of Jesus. <clears throat> you can st- discover a lot about a person by looking at their hands, and Jesus proved to his disciples that he had risen from the dead by showing them his hands that were nail-scarred. You remember Thomas had said, unless I can put my finger in the place where the nail went in his hands and and also where the spear was thrust in his side, I'm not going to believe that he's risen from the dead. Let me read to you from John 20, verses 19 and 20 and 24 and 29. One evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together, when the doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said that, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw this. And then verse 24, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see of the nail marks in his hand, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Well, a week later, Jesus appeared again, and this time Thomas was there, and Thomas didn't even have to do that. He believed, and he cried out, My Lord and my God. I want us to talk about the hands of Jesus. Look at This is just a, a little way of, of looking at Jesus differently. Think about the hands of Jesus being rough and, and worn hands because Jesus was a working man. He was a carpenter, a man who worked with his hands. He gave dignity to work and labor. He recognized that all who are hard, all, all the people who are hard workers, the Roman world despised manual labor. They felt it was demeaning and beneath them. And yet Jesus was a manual laborer. He used his hands to build and make things as a carpenter. As a carpenter, he did three things. He repaired broken things, chairs, tables, and things like that. He did. He does that in our lives today. He's the, he's the master carpenter. He's the repairer of broken things. Isaiah 61.1 says, He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Bring your broken heart, your messed up life, your confused mind, your difficult marriage to him. He can work in it. He can forgive. He, he made new things. Things Jesus were, made were in homes all over Nazareth because he was... He was probably one of the best carpenters in Nazareth. He specialized in helping people. In Revelation 21.5, the script, Jesus said, I am making everything new. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, said, If anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. You see, Jesus makes new things as well as old things. He made all kinds of things for people at home. Just imagine that you had a bed Jesus made. You had a chair Jesus made. And... Back then, they wouldn't have thought anything about it. Of course, today, if somebody had one, they'd probably worship it, and that wouldn't be the purpose at all. But he also made beautiful things. Jesus is the author and the creator of beauty. He makes beautiful marriages, beautiful lives, beautiful persons. Bill Gaither wrote a song some years ago, and it went like this. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to share the words with you, though. Something beautiful, something good. All my confusion he understood 
All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. And that's what Jesus does. Also, the hands of Jesus were tender, caring hands. One day, Jesus met some some ladies who brought their little children to him. His disciples wanted the ladies to leave. They rebuked the ladies, but Jesus said, Allow the little children to come to me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible says Jesus touched the children. He loved them, and he opened his heart to them. And I think it's important for us to teach our children the wonder of Jesus' love for them. Jesus also touched the condemned and the unloved. In Matthew 8, the Bible describes a leper that came to Jesus. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. You see, that was something that nobody would do in that day is touch a leper. They wouldn't even come close to a leper. And, but Jesus said, I'm willing, be clean, and he touched him. And that touch upon that leper not only brought healing, but I think it brought something amazing to his life. He knew he was loved. And it healed him physically, but it gave him great strength. He also touches people today. Some of you feel unloved, but Jesus wants to touch you if you'll just let him. But also, the hands of Jesus are pierced hands. Jesus' hands were nailed to the cross. And as he was nailed to the cross, they drove the nails. I'm not sure exactly what part of the hand most people now think it was a little before, a little beyond down the palm of his hand to that part of the wrist. And it was where they would not tear and where he was able, they were able to make, it, make him hang on the cross. The Hebrews writer says in Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but who has in all points been tempted in every way we have, yet without sin. Jesus understands what we've been through. He feels our, our need. He understands. He's got the pierced hands. When you feel Jesus has forgotten you, then think about what he went through on the cross. His hands have marks of identification. He identified himself and his sufferings with those hands. He helped his disciples to realize that he was the one who could heal them. And if you need him today, he's ready. He wants to reach out and touch you. Also, the hands of Jesus are strong, capable hands. Jesus keeps us safe and secure in his hands when we trust him. As our Lord and Savior, he puts us in the place of safety. John 10, 28 says, Jesus says, I give to them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Verse 29, he says, My Father who gives them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. We're in God's hands if we're a Christian. Recently, I showed some of uh, a family, some time ago, I showed some of my family a building, a new church building that was being built. And I held the hand of one of my little granddaughters and, and so that she wouldn't fall, so that she wouldn't get hurt because we were walking in the construction. And I think about that's what God does with us in life. He holds our hands so that as we walk through the things around us that are, that are hurtful and harmful and dangerous. That's why Paul said, who shall separate us from Christ? Shall trouble, our tribulation, our hardship, or persecution, our famine, or danger, our sword? No. In all these things, we're more than conquerors through Him that loved us. And Jesus directs us and 
and, and determines our lives as we trust him. The psalmist said, but I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Today, just put your life in his hands. As a believer, he has you, and he has control of everything that you need. Just reach out and touch him, and he'll touch you. God bless you. Have a great day.